great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. No matter how long it takes, no matter where you hide, if you are a threat to our people, the United States will find you and take you out. President Biden in an address just a few hours ago saying justice has been delivered. U.S. airstrike in Afghanistan takes out one of the masterminds of the 9-11 attacks, bin Laden's right-hand man for years. That's the uh, headline uh, as of uh, this morning. Uh, good morning, folks. Dominic Carter here with you on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I want to say I had a lovely time uh, this evening uh, at the Garden City Country Club with our owner-operators, John and Margot Katsimatidis. What a lovely time. Thank you for the uh, wonderful event uh, in Nassau County uh, just a few hours ago. So in a few hours from now, let's, let's look ahead. In a few hours from now, it will be National Night Out Against Crime. Police officials throughout the tri-state area and the country, but in particular the NYPD, will be traveling all over the city to take part in different events. And I say that to make a point that I tried to hammer home last night. And the latest attack a broad daylight box cutter attack captured on camera in the heart of Times Square. The police department released video showing an unidentified black male wearing a black zip-up jacket or gray and gray uh, or white sweatpants rush up behind a woman at approximately 10 a.m., in the area of 7th Avenue and West 42nd Street in Times Square. Again, we we dealt with this last night. We started to deal with it. So a woman randomly slashed in Times Square. Her daughter says she's deeply traumatized by this attack. This is ridiculous. Do you think, folks, if the mother of a prominent politician, a prominent elected official was slashed like this, God forbid, do you think it would be allowed to continue over and over and over again? Or would they see this magic light and all of a sudden something would be done? And I have to be honest this this morning, um, I'm looking, I can see that uh, Frank in Maine wants to talk about the suicide of police officers. That's always a tragic, um, tragic topic. Uh, the officer that uh, shot himself in the head has uh, has died 
um, young man, detective, but we'll, we'll take his call, Frank in Maine, and we'll deal with these topics in just a second. But, but here is the question that I'm, that I really want to ask. And, you know, the one or two of you that will lash out, you, you can say whatever you want, but the stats don't lie. Why is it nine times out of 10 in situations like this? The suspect is always African-American. The victim is always, generally speaking, white or Asian in this case. To break it down even further than that, folks, I don't buy the mental health hook. Part of me says that people make choices in their lives And obviously, these individuals that are doing these attacks have made some very bad decisions in their lives. And it just seems like like they want others to suffer like them. But you made the decisions in your life. I make the decisions in my life. All of us make the decisions in our lives. But it seems like many of these suspects and picking innocent people want them to suffer because their lives are not are not ideal. So we're going to be taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Mayor Adams has declared a state of emergency due to the monkeypox uh, outbreak. I'm, I'm really worried about that. In terms of the outbreak, the city has more than 1,200 reported cases of monkeypox, about 25%. That breaks down to about 25% of all cases in the United States. Governor Hochul has already issued a state of emergency for New York. The city estimates that 150,000 people, mostly gay men, are at risk. You don't wish bad on anyone, and and I'm sorry that this happened to this individual. There is no but. There is no exception. Referring to the man with serious psychological problems that smeared his own feces on a woman at a uh, train stop, and when he put his feces in her face, because she declined his romantic uh, come on lines. Well, uh, on Rikers Island, he has had a a um, some boiling water thrown in his face. The man's name Frank Abroqua, and he's expected to have scars for the rest of his life. After a fellow Rikers Island detainee splashed him with boiling water late last week at the Anna Cross Correctional Facility, uh, you know, he infamously told police S happens after his arrest for rubbing his own feces on the 43-year-old woman's face as she waited for the subway. And, um, you know, in the prison culture, uh, unfortunately, it appears that uh, that he had a target on on his uh on his back and so the suspect accused of splashing his uh, i mean of putting his own feces on the woman's face has had boiling water thrown in his face by another inmate 
at um at Rikers Island. And so I'm going to break down this latest incident. Just imagine in a second, because I want I want to bring in your telephone calls to the program. Just imagine you're walking up the street. It's a beautiful day. So let's say it's today, right? It's supposed to be 90 degrees, I believe. So it's 90 degrees. You you have on your shorts and maybe some moccasins and a, and a T-shirt, male or female. And you're walking up the street. And a man walks past you. And then he just takes this huge swipe and cuts you on your neck, your arm, your back. Doesn't say a word. No reason for the provocation at all. But just does it. I, I'm I'm just, I'm no longer going to just buy that it's a mental illness. I'm convinced that these are people that are miserable with their own lives, and they want to see other people suffer. And tragically, nine out of ten, it's African American suspects in either Asian American victims or white victims. And my point, if it, if this happened one time to a major politician's mom while walking down the street, I assure you officials would find a way to clamp down on the system and make sure this does not happen or at least greatly minimize it. So let's start let's start with the um with the telephone calls. Larry in Brooklyn, good morning and welcome to the Dominic Carter show. Yeah, I can't tell you, Dominic, you made my night. I cannot tell you how happy I am that that feces-throwing individual got hit boiling water thrown in his face. I think the person who threw the boiling water in his face was a messenger from the, from, from the Lord to, get, to do justice, and I think he should get time off for good behavior, okay? And uh, in addition to that, I believe that uh, – I saw a video of a man slashing a black man slashing a white woman on Park Avenue in the head, gashing her in the forehead. That that and well, that, this lady I'm talking about was hit on the hand. But go ahead, go ahead. No, did you didn't see the other video? Yes, the, the, you're the referring to the lady at six a.m. Right, at six a.m. in the morning. There, there's been yeah, two I, I, in just the last couple of days. Right now, that individual. I got a good look at that individual. Fit the description of what you're referring to as a very miserable, nasty person who is trying to make someone else suffer. Now, I believe, you know, because because we have a revolving door justice system, I believe justice cannot be delivered as it was to this feces-throwing guy in all cases. So we should have posses hunting these guys down. That's that's right. That's We should have volunteers. Just like we have bounty hunters, we should have licensed posse men and bring them in in any condition short of dead. Well, that's, that's, I, I, I don't I don't know about that, Larry. I, I wanted to um, justice. I, I, I wanted to hear you out. I mean, an eye for an eye is, is not justice, but but it, it it's horrible, Larry. I will concede this much to you. It's horrible. Innocent people are being hurt, slashed, stabbed, pushed in front of a train. I mean, it, it's it, I, I don't know how how other to describe it. Thank you for the call, Larry. Let's go to uh, Mike and Neptune. Good morning, Mike, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Yeah, Dominic, how you doing, man? You're always a good guy on the radio, man. I got to say this, right? Isn't the irony delicious when it comes to what happened? 
to this guy. Well, you know, but I, it is, it's morbid. It's morbid for me to think like that. But uh, mm-hmm. you reap what you sow, bro. Hmm. Well, I'm thinking about uh, him. He obviously needs a lot of uh, psychological help. And I'm also thinking about the woman. And, and thank you, Mike, for the call. I'm thinking about the woman because the victim in all of this. So, and and I'm looking also up at video where this lady, the incident I'm talking about, she's walking with a shopping cart. And this monster pulls up way back from over his head and just and just slashes the lady for 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 no reason at all for no for no reason at all and so the, the point i was just making is that i'm thinking about the woman that was on that train platform minding her business right so she declined his romantic advances right I do believe that's her right if she's not interested. All she wanted to do was ride the train, mind her business, go where she's going. I'm thinking about her because if you think that somebody has feces smeared on their face and you're just going to forget about it and keep on going, it it doesn't happen like that. This woman is probably going to need psychological counseling for many years to come, if not for the rest of her life. And for what? For what? Why? Why? Oh. Let's go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jacqueline. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Originally, as I told your screener, um, I wanted to call in to ask for prayers for the officer, but then I heard you say that he passed. So yes. instead, I'm going to ask, uh, can whatever faith your audience may be, would they please pray for his family yes. at this time? Yes. Um, and if I may comment on the question that you asked, why do m- most of these incidents, why is the perpetrator usually African-American? I think it's very simple. And I'm waiting to hear if all of the usual suspects are on hold and they're going to call in and they're going to chew you out, and they're going to defend the African-American community, as they always do, and make them out to be victims, I think it's very simple. It's decades and decades and decades of it's, – it's, it's not the fault of the people. It's the government's fault because all of this uh, Marxism and socialism and communism has told people, not only in the African-American community – in all communities, that they don't need men in their households. They don't need men to be heads of households. Women, you can stand on your own two feet. We'll take care of you. The government will take care of you and your children. We'll give you money. We'll give you money for food, for housing, for everything. We'll take care of all of your needs. And uh, people go on drugs and alcohol and everything else. It's a vicious, vicious generational cycle. People need to wake up. I don't understand it. Don't people want a good quality of life, a better quality of life? Who the heck wants to be on welfare and food stamps? Who wants to be on drugs and addicted to alcohol? It doesn't make any sense to me. Don't you want better for your children? Not just not just better for your children, Jacqueline. Uh, what what I want for for my grandkids is, is generational wealth exactly. and, and generational change. Right. I, I, I'm trying to make sure 
that another Carter does not have to go through some of the things that, that I've had to go through, good and bad, good and bad, okay? And I I, I just, so, so your, your assessment is correct, is correct. And I thank you for the call, Jacqueline. And and you are correct. Please let's let's pray pray for that officer's family. Because folks, I, I've done a number of stories on police suicides. But what's standing out at me right now is I, I want you to think about this for a second. That officer, many officers, they feel they have no way out whether it be the job and and personal experiences and the isolation, the fact that they are alone, right, as they are taking their lives. They feel that they have no other way out after spending years, sometimes decades, serving others. And it's really sad. And... um you know, the police department has uh, resources, special resources for officers that are uh, considering harming themselves. And um, to to any officer that may be listening right now to the radio and and, you know, you're, you're feeling gloomy and and uh, and you feel that people don't care. I'm, I'm here to tell you that you're loved. We we all love you. We all we all feel don't pay attention to those idiots. We all feel that you're, we all know that you're heroes and that you put your life on the line each and every day. And no matter how dire the situation may be, you too can overcome it. You can overcome it no matter what it may be. And so I I am sad about the officer that um that took his life. And I'm also his own life and, and uh, apparently shot himself in the head, I believe, 28 years old. I believe off the top of my head. I may, it may have been either 28 or 33. I don't have notes in front of me right now. But I'm also wondering, folks, about this. We are so, and I see all of your calls. We're going to get to them. We are so polarized as a society with our politics that we can't even agree on characters. So you may recall last week I had a conversation with you about Sesame Place uh, in Pennsylvania, the character, and so on. Well, it's happened again. It's happened again. Right in our backyard in Wayne, New Jersey, at Chuck E. Cheese, the latest costume character, to be accused of racial discrimination. So a mother from New Jersey posted a video to Twitter of the uh, the mouse mascot high-fiving. This is what you see. Uh, the, Chuck E. Cheese comes out, staff members on each side of Chuck E. Cheese, in front of a, the stage, and he high-fives white kids that were standing on the stage but seemingly ignores this woman's daughter dancing around him on the floor. I mean, I cannot believe that society-wise, that our politics, that we're so polarized as a country that we we can't, I mean, this is what it's coming to. 
that you can't even go to Chuck E. Cheese and everything is seen through the view of race. He's bad. No, that's the bad one. Hey, Dominic, why are you defending that? Hey, Dominic, why aren't you attacking that? This is where we, this is what we have come down to, literally. So it's happened again. And I will say this much. The video does not look good. It does not look good at all. At all. But I cannot believe this is the world that we live in currently. Let's go to Audrey in Brooklyn, our friend Audrey, before I take a break. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Um, please forgive me, but um, I'm not understanding how people can determine who's mentally ill and who's not when we're just ordinary people. It's not mentally illness. It's something very negative that's happening in this whole world. And I'm sorry about the um, to hear about the officer that had to take his life, but I don't feel sorry for him, and I don't feel morbid, because if you take your life, what are you running for? You don't run. You don't run. Whatever it is, you deal with it. And just for the records, um, someone mentioned the fact about being on welfare. My family never been on welfare. Every black family's not on welfare. It just bothers me, because it's not a black-white thing. It's, just, it's, it's something, it's an inner spiritual something, and I know someone's going to say something, but I just wish we all just get together mindfully and realize this is not it's a human thing, and it's all over the world, and that's that. Mm. Okay. Well, Audrey, as always, I um, I thank you uh, for your call, and uh, have a beautiful morning. Let's go to Frank in Maine. I mentioned Frank at the top of the show, and so let's uh, listen to what Frank has to say. Good morning, Frank. Uh, good morning, Dominic. Always a pleasure. You know, Dominic, everybody, you know, you stole uh, most of my thunder here. But, um, but yeah, I read about this poor officer who, um, who, who committed suicide, who committed that act. And um, in the article, this really bothered me the most. In the article, it said, oh, only, this is only the second officer this year. It's down. You know, the thing that bothers me the most, Dominic, is the fact that if one officer commits suicide – or any type of act like that, we should be concerned as the public. And these politicians should be concerned because one officer is too many for me personally. Right. Well, um, well, well wait, Frank, we, we have to put this in perspective. And, and here's what I mean. I agree with your point of what you just said, but we have to put it in perspective. The department, the NYPD, has been under fire in recent absolutely. years for, for the amount of officers that have been co- uh, committing suicide. And so to say it's only one, they, they, I get your point, but they're saying in retrospect to years past. Right, correct. Well, you know what? Um, getting back to the point of the, the, the suicide, um, these these officers, and I agree with everybody everybody who, who was on previous to me, uh, they are under so much pressure. These politicians do not realize what they're doing to this, what they're doing to the NYPD, they are putting them on. They are putting these officers on the street, these street, these street patrol, patrol police officers under so much pressure that they can't handle it anymore. They're 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 stretched out to the point where they feel, and I I really I really feel this way that they that they feel that th- there's nothing else to do. You, you you arrest somebody, they're out in the street the next day. 
they, you know, enact like like what happened on the subway, or an officer gets slashed, or an officer gets slapped by a kid, and all these, all all you hear is lip service from politicians, and they're strapped, and these 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 police officers, their hands are tied. They go home. They think about this stuff. It really does. It really does. The a weight does go down on you, and you, you know, they. I guess you feel that. Um, there's nothing else. There's nothing else left. And I, uh, I agree with you. We should pray for them, and uh, there should be help for them. And uh, I think Mayor Adams should address it. And that's all I have to say, Dominic. Have a good night. Well, thank you, thank you, Frank. And 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 I'm thinking about the families, the the wife that must find the strength somehow to go on, the wife that must find the strength to somehow explain to her children what's going on, what's going to happen financially now that the officer is not there, when when the officer had to hustle during the holidays to do countless overtime on little sleep for Christmas and birthdays and special occasions. And so I'm, I'm thinking about the children I'm thinking about the families. I'm thinking about the parents of the officers that were so proud when they joined the department and now to um, have shame, if you will. Truly a, uh, a tragic situation. And so we are going to uh, take a break. A lot is going on this morning and uh, I see all the telephone calls. When I come back, we're going to go to New Jersey, Boston, the Bronx, Westchester, Brooklyn, Asbury, Forest Hills, and more. Stay with us, folks. Talk Radio 77, WABC. If this is a big, rich town, I just come from the poet's part. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are going right back to the telephone calls coming up at the top of the hour at uh, 1 a.m. Curtis Lewa in for Frank Morano on the other side of uh, midnight. Until then, we are talking, you and I, about a number of issues, 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. Ilona in Westchester. Good morning. What's on your mind? Dominic. Yes. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm so upset and and sick to my stomach with Audrey's comment that she doesn't care that the policeman killed himself. I'm going to tell you something. You know, she'll call the police when she needs it, but she says we should all come together. You know what? Not her, because she really doesn't like police or she never would have said that. You know, these guys are out there, and they're out there saving lives. They run right away to the person to try to save them. They they save animals. They save humans. They, they, they you know, when, when a woman is even pregnant giving birth, they'll try to, you know, they'll, they'll uh, help her with her pregnancy if that's, if that's what it has to be. And, 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 you know, they're a problem with a few policemen. But let me tell you, when, when push comes to shove, these are our heroes. They are heroes. They are there to protect us 24-7. And she should be ashamed of herself. She is a disgrace with her comment. This, got, this cop must have suffered greatly. You know that? 
He must have really suffered. And well, um, to, I, to hear her say that makes me – what a vile, vile, wicked thing to say. Well, well, calm down. Um, and, again, having – I've covered police suicides for a couple of years, talking to family members and so on. It, it's a really tough story to um, to do because you – and I thank you for the telephone call. You get involved on an emotional level with officers uh, because everything you said about, about police, the, the great work that they do, I mean, it, it is phenomenal. And you're right. You're right. A, a, a woman calls and if a water, her water broke or whatever the case may be, but there's not time to get to the hospital and somebody's got to step up right now. Those officers are going to stand there and deliver a baby and then go to work the next day. And may get another call the next day about God knows what. And eventually all of this takes a toll. And it's got to be taking the toll that no matter what you do, these monsters are let right back on the street in five minutes. By posturing politicians, I'm with the people. Sure you are. You're with telling people what they want to hear to get elected. While they're the ones dying. Jennifer in Boston, good morning. Hey, Dom. You hear me okay? I hear you loud and clear. Okay, dear, thanks. Um, First of all, I so wish they'd give you more time. I say that a lot, but I do. You're just a gift. Um, Thank you. Regarding the young officer that passed, um, you know, at his own hand, I think we all have to think about the desperate, tortured state someone must be in to even get to that point. It's really heart-wrenching, and um, I thank him for his service, and I will pray for his uh, soul and uh, his his family, his friends and colleagues. And I think we all owe these officers a deep debt of gratitude, especially in this day and age. And that brings me to my quick point, if I could, about my call last night about that officer that was killed. Yes. Um, you said you hadn't heard of him, and I started listening to the news the whole rest of the night. I never heard about it other than once, and that was on Fox Radio. And on, uh, But I, you'll be glad to know that on CBS they found all sorts of exciting things to talk about, like the uh, soccer match uh, in Europe between England and Germany. You know, really hard-pressing issues, Dom, you know, that matter. And um, this, is, this is what's happening to our society. That's why the lawlessness that's why the, the depravity will continue. And like I said, until we demand more, this officer that I mentioned, Noah, out in Elwood, Indiana, he was shot. There were 36 casings on the ground from an AK-47. And um, totally unprovoked. He didn't have time to unholster, only to transmit that the man had a gun. And I often, I, I was thinking today, I wonder if he would have acted quicker if it hadn't been a black man, knowing the repercussions he might have faced. You and I have talked about that before, Dominic. You've talked about it with me and other yes. callers. Yes. Um, because yes. they know what they can face. Um, so did he hesitate? He was a five-year Army veteran. Um, so I'm sure he had been in situations before, and I'm sure he had to think quick. But maybe that one second, that one second that he paused. All, all it takes, life, Jennifer, he, is a one-second pause. And yeah. unfortunately, they'll be planning your funeral. That's all it takes. Yeah. And if, can I say just one last thing? The man was shot twice in the head, this officer. And he was shot so many times in his body that they couldn't be sure how many times he was shot. 
and we should all be ashamed that his his handsome face, his his wonderful story. He was only in high school six years ago, Dominic, on the wrestling team and, and on the drum corps. We should know his story because guess what? His life mattered. And the thug that killed him that had previously shot at cops and gotten about 10 years off for good behavior, okay, off of his sentence, had written a song recently about the next cop that he saw that came across his path or pulled him over, whatever. He was going to kill that cop. And he he meant it. And he meant it. Yeah, and you know what? But I don't hear anything about a man with an AK-47 style military rifle. I don't hear anything about anything. Because you know what? It doesn't fit a narrative. And that's all these politicians care about is their sorry selves. Not about people, not about the country, none of it. And I thank you for having the courage and the decency to talk about the things you do and the way you do. And I appreciate well, you, Dominic. Thank, thank, thank you, you Jennifer. Thank you. But remember, it's also in my own self-interest to speak up. Right? To speak up. I'm 58 years old now. I have to instruct my family members not to come to the city of New York. Oh, you want a deli sandwich? Get it in Rockland. Oh, you, you want to do something? Do it in Rockland. Do it anywhere except for the city of New York. Because I cannot take that chance with my family members of something happening to 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 one of them. Dominic, you're being overdramatic. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. If you think I'm being overdramatic, pull up the video of the woman uh, 7th Avenue near West 42nd Street, where she's walking, minding her business, lived in the city for decades, and this animal comes up behind her, pulls his his hand all the way over his head, and slashes down with all of his force and cuts the woman, said nothing before or after the brutal attack, and then walks off in the opposite direction. And her daughter says now that the mother is traumatized. And the daughter says she wants to know why the slasher targeted her mother. Quote, I hope it wasn't for malicious reasons. And so this is happening far too often. Far too often. Bill in the Bronx. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning, Dominic. Uh, Listen, uh, I want to just say something, actually two quick things. First of all, uh, I've been doing some reading and legal research, and a couple of judges, state and federal, have commented on discrimination, alleged racial discrimination. It, it, It involves the denial of an essential service, a general service, or an opportunity for housing or a job or medical treatment, the, the, the fact that Chuck E. Cheese didn't shake the hand or hug a little, a little African-American girl does not constitute racial discrimination. Maybe the kid was a pain in his ear. Who knows? The second thing is with these police officers, there have been about 14 cops over the last decade that have committed suicide. We don't know if it's job-related. We don't know if they had something going on the side. They were fearful of getting caught. Because people just Phil, don't. Phil, 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 your comment, your no comment is really pushing my patience this morning. It is taking everything in me to let you continue. It really is. And I'm proud of myself so, for so listening. my time then. Huh? Okay, so then why are you calling then? Because I thought you were fair and equitable and you let a man Phil, say his Phil, piece. Phil, every time you call up here and I take your call, you find a way to go into this anti, I don't know what 
agenda, what happened with you and the police, but every single time Nothing you find a way, okay, well, every Nothing single time, Phil, police. you find a way to go on an anti-police agenda. I didn't go on it. I just made a point. Wait, what's wrong with my point? You just said we don't know if they have something to hide. So you're implying. No, no, no. My point is you don't know the precise personal details. You're not his doctor. Okay. You're not his psychiatrist. Okay, all right. So, so Phil, so, okay, so help me so that I understand. What's your point? You're going on this long time. My point yet. is, okay, my point is I did a lot of legal research, and a lot of people commit suicide for very, very critically serious reasons, not necessarily because they, they feel terrorized or oppressed. They, they've got a problem. There ain't no back door. It's simple English. There isn't okay. a back All right. door. There's All right, no Phil, Phil, I I need a break. I got to move on. Thank you for the call. But do me a favor. Just lay low on the call for calls for a couple of days because I, I can't I can't deal with it right now. And you are pushing my patients to levels that I did not know was humanly possible because what you are stating is sheer garbage. There's no other way. I let you do it, and it's my fault. Because I should have cut you off as soon as you went down that path. That's what I really should have done. Let's go to Pat in New Jersey. Good morning, Pat. What's on your mind? Good morning, Mr. Carter. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Go ahead, please. Okay. First of all, please allow me just, and I'll make it as quick as I Okay, please, because I'm up against a commercial break right now, but I'm trying to extenuate, Pat, to extenuate the time. Go ahead. Go ahead. Last night, but Stan the Pander Man took a lot of time. And it was St- about Stan has not that- Stan has not been on the program tonight. I know that, but he was on when I was waiting yesterday, and it had to do with the gentleman who spoke before him. And he talked. He was pro cop one side of him, and the other side was well. He was advocating that he said, "Well, we deserve to get what we're supposed to be getting." Do you remember that conversation? And I, I expected you, and I thought you would address that. He felt like he was owed something. From uh, 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 years of what he felt was not fair. Now, in my life, I'm 76 years old. I don't want anything from anybody. I don't expect anything. And I don't owe anybody anything. You know what? Maybe we should do this. Maybe if you can, just hold until after the break. I have to do... Um, I have uh, a serious matter to address to you, too, about okay, these young men. Okay, but, but Pat, I, I can't... I have 15 calls lined up. I cannot... You know, I wish I had more time, but so I, I'm, I'm interrupting you now to say, please hold on. I'm going to take a break because honestly, Pat, I have no idea what you're talking about. You said a comment that was made last night and I really want to address it, but, but I'm lost right now. So just please, if you can, I have to do take a commercial break. That's going to be about three minutes. Then I got to come back and I have to do uh, what we call uh, uh, Dominic Carter cares. And right after that, Pat, I'll go back to you. But please understand, there are a bunch of people holding on after you, and the program ends at 1 a.m. I'll be right back. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table, this is Carter Cares. New York City Mayor Eric Adams is shutting down the Brooklyn Bishop's gun permit idea. The bishop I've been telling you about that says he was robbed of his jury. Adams, who has a longstanding friendship with Bishop Whitehead, threw cold water on the idea when asked whether preachers should be given a special uh, uh, a special consideration when it comes to being issued gun permits. 
Adams offered a one-word reply, no. And left-wing billionaire George Soros insisted Monday that soft-on-crime district attorneys he's back to the tunes of millions of dollars are making the criminal justice system, in his words, more effective and just, and warned that, quote, I have no intention of stopping his support for them. So, wow. Let's go back to uh, Pat. So, Pat, I'm on borrowed time, so please help me understand what were you saying? I'm going to cut to the chase on another matter, and it has to do with all these young men, and you said most of them are African-American, and I want you to know that I spent some time in judicial and the Board of Education. I went back to a school that I graduated from at a time when it was quite a while ago when the kids were buying drugs for their parents. Now we have a situation, parenting is a hard job, a very dedicated job, and a lot of these kids... If someone would do a survey, find out what the average age of these perpetrators are and what their lifestyle was, were they given psychotropic drugs? I find it hard to believe that it's a group, uh, a large amount of African-American children. Something had had to been tested or something took place, but it just can't just be. And as you said, I'm not buying the mental illness, but something it's just not right. Well, Pat, I, I appreciate your call and your patience for being kind enough to hold for me. Let's go from New Jersey to Queens. Good morning, Maria. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. I'm first time calling, but I'm Thank you for about, calling. Yes, I'm excited. Um, I'm concerned about the fact that what happened at Chuck E. Cheese, for one thing, I think that the reason why everybody... Uh, or people have used the racial uh, situation to condemn characters or anybody for that matter is because they're allowed to get away with it. And nobody wants to look any further than the accusation. Okay. I'm telling you like that Chuck E. Cheese character may not be able to look down through that costume so easily and may not have noticed. I'm not saying that he did the right thing. I'm just saying that we, we've become so, polarized about it, that that's the first thing that we think of. We don't think of any other reason for why something might have happened. Well, there's another reason why these things can be happening. It's called ka-ching, the cash, show me the money. And so, but, but, but Maria, but I do have to say the video looks awful. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it It, does. It looks like, it even looks like he pulls his hand back. And the little girl was so excited to address him, and you had the white kids on the stage, and maybe it was a birthday party, a birthday party, which they have them on the stage when it's a birthday party, and you've got to engage the people that have paid for it. But so you have all the kids on the stage, and then you have this one little African American girl, and she's so excited. Now, if it's a, if it's a private, if it was a birthday party, because they they do the birthday parties in public with the general, with all the people that are there. If it's a birthday party, then Chuck E. Cheese has an obligation to the birthday party. So maybe, I mean, I don't know. Maybe the parent wasn't controlling her child. The child ran up and wanted to address Chuck E. Cheese, and maybe they have a policy of Chuck E. Cheese cannot address the kids that run up because that ignores the kids that have paid for this. But, but Maria, it just, it, we're so polarized. I, I'm just trying to figure out what's next. 
Well, the pro- that's the problem, though. And, and guaranteed, Chuck E. Cheese organization will make an apology and, and change their policy to accommodate the situation. And that's where it becomes unfair also. You know, no child should be ignored. If, there, if there's any possibility that you can uh, reach out to each child in, on the stage, then that should be done. There, there should be no reason why that child should be ignored. But again, parents feel entitled. And because they're right. allowed to use that card, right. that right. race card, they will. And if right. they can gain any uh, mon- money, monetary value, oh, that's even better. See, what I what I don't understand, and, and in fairness, this happened in Wayne, New Jersey, uh, with Chuck E. Cheese. And what I, what I don't understand is um, if I wanted the full attention of Chuck E. Cheese, I'm just going to pay the extra money so that I have a private room with a private function where Chuck E. Cheese is going to deal with all the kids that are in my function and only my kids in that function. You know, because that when you look at the video, I, the, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the, the, you know, the child ran up. And the mother's under the assumption, to your point, Maria, that, oh, you know, Chuck E. Cheese is going to address my child as well. But, but ma'am, you didn't pay for that. And, and, and this is a party where all the kids on stage and Chuck E. Cheese has got to acknowledge. So, I mean, because if you look at the video, the character pulls his hand back from the little girl. It looks awful. And so, but my point also, and thank you for the call, Maria, these things are going to continue to happen as long as people think, ka-ching, I can document, it happened to me. And I should point out that the manager tried to smooth things over and got the African-American mother to let the character take a picture with the child before they left. But now the mother is um, uh, claiming that she was uh, discriminated against. And as long as there's possibilities of million-dollar lawsuits these types of things are going to continue to happen. But, but folks, you are tearing us apart, literally. Literally. Let's go to William and Asbury. Good morning, William. What's on your mind? Good morning, Mr. Carter. Um, to the destruction of the African-American communities is a plan. And in Johnson's great society, you split up the family unit. That is a building block of human civilization. They did the same thing, and then... And you move to the war on drugs. You mean the part where Operation Northwoods, where they shipping the cocaine in? They taught Rick Ross how to make the rock. And now you move up to scale. Now you got the weaponized marijuana, the serotonin reuptake inhibitors. You got the kids on this stuff. Then you add in the Marxism, the divide and conquer psychological warfare. Now you all starting to see the plan. It is the planned destruction of the African-American community. They well, didn't well, hey, hey, William, sir. William I, I'm short on time. I thank you for the call. But here's my point. Even if it is a plan, and, and I, I don't buy that. I don't do well with conspiracy theories. But even if it's, it is a plan, you need a willing participant to go along with destroying their lives, their own lives. Who in their right mind is going to do something uh, like that. Let's go to Patricia in Brooklyn. And coming up at the top of the hour, Curtis Sliwa in for Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Patricia. Hey, Dominic. I'm the crazy lady that sent you the letters. I get a lot of letters, Patricia. But uh, but, but thank sorry. you. What was this? The one maybe about my dog? Or... 
Yeah, I've seen about recipes and making a barbecue. Yes, 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 yes. I just wanted to tell you, Dominic, um, I live in Seagate, and our police force here is family. If it weren't for them, I probably would have starved to death during COVID because I was sick, and nobody rang my bell. Everybody was afraid to come near me. They bought me food. They did wellness checks. These people like everything. They really, really are an extension of, like, what family I don't have. So, you know, I understand life is tough. We all make decisions in life. Things are not easy, but these people do so much. I- I'm grateful to God for them. I think right. I That's think. That's my sermon for today. <laughs> Thank you, Patricia. <laughs> and and I do I do recall your letter, and I read it. My wife read it, and we both were touched. Uh, at, at how kind at a, how kind you you were and you you mentioned my dog who's no longer with us and you know I I still think about my dog every day we you know we we have a picture of him and um and his ashes and you know it's a, it's a member of the family and I I you know maybe things will change but I don't think I'll ever own another dog again because it was just too painful to lose a, a member of a uh, of uh, my family. Let's go to Jay in Ohio. Good morning, Jay. What's on your mind? Yeah, I want to answer who the willing participants are. It's the politicians. And I guarantee you, if you did a forensic um, analysis on these politicians, they're all taking money to do what they're doing. Well, and George Soros, and also George Soros just admitted that he's committing crimes against humanity. Hmm. Well, he doesn't see it that way. But, you know, Jay, money always has uh, an influence in politics. So you you may be on to something. I wish we had much more time to uh, talk about this, but I, I'm almost out of time. Let's go to Bob on Long Island. Good morning, Bob. What's on your mind? Hey, how you Dominic? It's Robert. Robert, how are you? I'm good. I got a question. You know, the thing is, you know, when a guy hangs himself in Rikers Island, the whole world goes crazy. And, 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 and a poor police officer is going through some stuff. You know, he kills himself and nobody ever, oh, it's just, oh, poor guy. And nobody says anything. You know, it's it just crazy because I'm a police guy. And, and I just don't understand what, everything's upside down, Dominic. It, do, it is, Bob. Do? Every, everything is upside down. And um, we're going to need, honestly, we're going to need a, a I, I, you know, I ran into uh, Andrew Giuliani at the Fairy Hawks game uh, on Saturday, the mayor's son. We're going to need another Rudy Giuliani that's going to be laser-focused. Uh, we're going to need the new and improved uh, Giuliani 2.0 model, if it's possible, to uh, get this city. But but then we still have the same problem with the country. Even if the new and improved up-and-coming Rudy Giuliani cleans up New York City, we still have the same problem with the country. And this is why the progressive politics have destroyed communities of color and are destroying America. They have ruined the criminal justice system. You have police officers retiring each and every day. And now we're mourning a police officer that felt that he had no other way out than to take his own life. And it's really sad, and I'm really sorry for his family. 
folks, please stay with us. Curtis Lee, we're in for Frank Morano, and the other side of midnight is coming up right now.